You got the chill. The chill, chill, chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton, presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. It's never just one guy. So I think the guys around him played a little bit better. Um, he was probably in a few better situations, but ultimately he went out there and he delivered some great balls. I mean, we're talking about practice. Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. A challenge was issued to Alex Strove. How many push-ups could you do right now in a row? <laughs> Nine. <laughs> you're supposed to be able to do 40, apparently. Is that a thing? Yeah, apparently, doing if you're able to do 40 push-ups in a row, it's uh, you, you're less likely to experience cardiac arrest. Strove's going to die. <laughs> 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 this is Religion Hamilton. Presented by Course Life. If Alex Strove is blue, you know what to do. Let's cross the course light. <laughs> and then call 911. Uh, he is Chris Orr. I am Jimmy. If Alex Strofe is blue, you know what happened. He tried to do 40 push-ups. <laughs> Ryan and Madison chimes in. If you're texting in the bus chops, you have to be an established repertoire with the radio personality. Otherwise, it just sounds like an insult. Mm. People like me, so I... Oh, yeah. People love you. I don't... You know... People like me. I was at a table at the uh, Rutledge is an idiot. <laughs> big Brothers, Big Sisters Gala on Friday night. That's why I missed the show. I uh, went and set up the camper out at Blue Mountain State Park. And then I, so that's what I was doing when the show was on, so then I could make it to the Big Brothers, Big Sisters Gala. And really, just amazing work they do. Uh, some Badgers were there with the Varsity Collective of uh, Tyler Wall. And uh, Chucky Hepburn were there. I accidentally, big time, Steve Kroll and Max uh, Klesmit. I didn't mean to. I just knew Tyler and Chucky. Yeah. And so Nestor from Carbon World Health was with me. And I was Uh like, hey, I'm going to introduce Nestor to these two. Because he had asked about maybe they'd be interested in some sort of name and likeness Mm. deal. He's doing one with one of the the women's basketball players. And so I went over the table and introduced the two. But I literally, Tyler was on one side of Max and and Steven and Chucky was on the other. And literally just went around those two to, Mm. to make the introduction. And then when I sat back down i was like did i accidentally like big time like <laughs> i didn't mean to not it, like it was more of like they don't know me like yeah. so i had interviewed uh tyler and chucky earlier this year and then i ran into him at the amfam championship i think i ran into tyler somewhere else so i've just seen these guys yeah. a lot so now yeah. it's like they don't know me they're not like friends but they at least know my face and i'm like so like there's that i don't have that with the other two yeah but in my head i'm like i accidentally i mean, maybe felt like those two guys felt uh, ignored. I didn't a true mean to. accident. True accident. It was. So if you are listening, right. I apologize, Stephen and Max. Yeah, we'll make some more plays. Shout, yeah, there you go. Shout out to uh, Patrick, who was at our table, who was legitimately very excited to be at the same table as me. I took a, fo- <laughs> I took a photo with him. Uh, I didn't know if he was messing with me, but his wife assured me he was not. He's a big fan of the show. Oh. Uh, so if he's listening, appreciate it. And uh, yeah, it was, it was good to see him. And he saw me. Uh, at that point, I had a line in Kugel, so that's what they had there. So he saw me drinking line. He saw me hanging out with, uh, with Nestor. He saw all the th- and saw me drive away in my big truck from Simpson Chevy in Mount Horror, but doing all the <laughs> things uh, that I normally would do. And you know, later on that night, I should have gone to Ho Chunk, go be a winner because that's where winners mm. go. Ho Chunk gave me Madison over uh, almost eleven million dollars in jackpots last month at Ho Chunk, gave me Madison. Go be a winner and go to Ho Chunk, gave me Madison. So Chris, we did this as a social media 
event a little bit earlier today, mm-hmm. but I wanted to throw this by you right now, and you can chime in, 844-770-3776. Give me five things you're excited about mm-hmm. for this Badger football season. And Alex, you can jump in on this. You weren't invited to the social media thing, but we're inviting you to this. So five things. So Alex, why don't you give us your first thing that you're excited with? We're trying to work our way up, so don't just blow your whole excitement load at one time. Like Start with something normal. That was dirty, Jim. <laughs> the number five thing that I'm looking forward to in Badger's camp, or what, what? What? What's the topic? Season. Badger's season. Yeah. What's the running running game going to look like? This is RBU. Mm. What will the running game look like? That's number in the five new on offense? your list. Well, there's other offensive things that take precedent. Do you have any defensive things on there? Yeah, oh yeah, of course. Okay. All right. Of course. All right. Number five on my list is what will the running game look like? Will Braylon Allen have an opportunity to open things up now that he maybe won't be facing eight man boxes? I just I don't know. I don't think that's that real of a thing. Me personally. I don't think that's that real of a thing. I don't think the box count. I mean, the box count is real, but at the same time, like, when you lighten the box, you you lighten your numbers as well offensively. So, like, it's just going to it's gonna be the same amount. Well, I it's think, just going to be relative. Well, you, you're telling me. I think the, the hope is that instead of having seven on six or, you know, like the right, idea right, that you right. at least have everyone manned up. Right. And, right, like, that was the right. difference you could get right, right. now. Right. That's the thought. But, like. At the same time, if you if you bring a tight end in there, then you still have seven on six. No, unless I, you run the quarterback. That's the thing. That's the that's the that's the main thing, which is something that, that uh Phil Longo did with uh Drake May. Drake May at uh North Carolina. So like we might we might see that. So if you run the quarterback then yeah. Honestly, even if you if you put as much numbers as you want in there and you run the quarterback, that's just an extra hat. Like the a running quarterback in the run game, at least Create so many problems because you don't have a hat for him. When you don't have to do a lot, you just have to yeah, create the, the threat of it. Yeah, yeah, just a threat. He doesn't have to be like, he doesn't have to rush for a thousand yards. Like, we just need him to pick up six a pop. And then it's like you're a real threat. Jeff and Janesville uh, chimes in with a question, but I think it ties to the defense. Mm-hmm. I think we'd all love to know who on this defense will play with bad intentions. Ooh, hopefully the whole defense, man. Hopefully the whole defense, man. That's what I'm trying to see. That's, that's what I'm excited to see. And I hope them boys out there listening. I want to see y'all go get some revenge this year, bro. That's what I want to see. I want to see some folks pissed off that you lost some games that you know you shouldn't have lost and you know the ones I'm talking about. I want to see you go out there with some ill attentions. I want to see short necks. I want to see some people flatlined. Get back to playing badger defense, man. Head hunting. Please. I want to ask you. What from the uh, football season, what one of these losses kind of stuck with you the most? Rank them here. So Ooh. you had losing to Minnesota. One. God, they beat Nebraska by one point. Um, Iowa. Minnesota's one. Michigan State. Mm-hmm. Then you had Illinois. Illinois three. Ohio State. Ohio State's four. Just because, so to me, it will go Minnesota one. Yep. Because. You don't lose the axe. Mm-hmm. It would go Iowa too, because I hate Iowa. <laughs> see, I put Illinois too personally, but I see. I want to put Illinois too because that was a game. You know, the next week, coach, that was a game. Coach Chris got fired, and now Jim London's there, and Brandon you know I mean? was there. Yeah. So, like, I want to put Illinois too, but at the same time, like, man, I, I can't stand Iowa. And that's another trophy game. Like, you know, it's, that's a game you can't lose. And then I, that's why I put Illinois three. I think those are real close. But Minnesota's definitely one. I'll go 2A 
two A Iowa, two B Illinois, and then four Ohio State, and five will be Washington State. Okay, all right, that's right. They are playing Washington State this year mm-hmm. as well. Uh, we talked about the trophy game. It makes me miss the college football game. You used to Man. fill out that trophy room with the oh, you won yeah, that stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know why they don't just. I mean, I, I guess in theory you have to like. You're still mimicking those players, but just make the game without any players. Like I don't yeah. just kind of. I understand that you might have to use some sort of template. Or send but, them checks out. Well, right. Yeah, that would be ideal. To but, me, to me, this is how it should go. Like maybe every player gets. I don't know. Couple hundred. They rejected that. The players did. Yeah. Well, I know that. Um, I do know this that the players that were on the game before, because my brothers were on there. Yeah. Man, they got like they got like five k. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, they got yeah. like five or six k, something like that. They were supposed to get something like that. I think if you're on the cover, like you should get. Oh, for yeah, sure. You should handsomely get paid, and I think that probably the cover athlete just goes to the Heisman anyway. Yeah, you know or at I mean? least the, the candidate or whoever yeah, won it the year before. Right, right, absolutely. Right. So there's a trade-off there of like, does Tim Tebow need the money? Is, you know, if he gets the money, he could donate it to the other players on his team or something like that too. <laughs> he's not doing that. No, he's not. No, I mean, yes, he is. He's a no. no. I'm not. I'm gonna get into it. He's but, not that good of a person. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's that good. All right, uh, Alex, what do you have for another thing you're excited about here? All right, I got to be honest. I missed everything that was just said. We only went to one other else. one, which yeah. was talking about um, who's going to be the big hitters on the team, yeah. and then revenge. The so we did. So I guess number three is getting revenge on the teams. And so Chris, give Alex your your rundown real quick. Yeah, uh, Minnesota number one, Illinois two A. No, two A is Iowa. Two B is Illinois. Okay, and then uh, Ohio State, and then uh, Washington State. See, look, you know what's crazy is that. Unless you like, you know, this might sound a little messed up. But unless you played, I like how unless, this is starting. Unless you played, unless you like played for the Badgers, you wouldn't understand why I have Iowa above Illinois. You know what I mean? Like you don't understand the gravity of the trophy games to the to the players and to the you know what I'm saying like to the team. But I do understand why some people would probably say Illinois. Some people might say Illinois won. I don't know that I would. Minnesota won. Minnesota won. I'd still hold up Minnesota one. So what yeah, else are you excited it. about? Defense. Defensive scheme. Who, who steps up? Kind of like your heavy hitters So what comment. we had said, to, to tighten that up a little bit, will this hold up? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can this play in the Big Ten? Mm-hmm. Chris, what's your instinct? I think it can. Like, I don't, I don't think that the three three five is necessarily going to be their, like, uh, their base defense. But I know, like, it's, a, it's definitely a, a scheme that uh, Trestle likes a lot. But I think it can hold up. Like, people get scared of it. On paper, it doesn't look sound against the run. But the thing is that it gives offenses uh, fits because they don't know how to identify. They don't know who's the true Mike. They don't know how to count who's truly in the box because typically you'll have a free hitter because the O-line and the fullbacks, whoever, can't identify who who's in the box, who's in the count, and who are we leaving, and who are we leaving for the receivers. Like, who are the receivers going to go get? So, like – it, it can work. It definitely can work. It's good against the pass, obviously, just because you have so many people off the ball. Only bad part is, like, the pass rush is not the same. That's the only knock on it is the pass rush isn't as good unless you just have a studs on the edge that can just win, you know, flat out just win immediately. So that'll be big if somebody steps up in, in that regard, you know, especially with, like, Nick being gone. But, uh, yeah, schematically it, it can work for sure. It can work. But well, it's gonna it's gonna be tough coming with the tempo. I'm telling people the tempo offense 
it's all it hurts defenses. No matter what, like it's going to hurt your defense. No matter how good how good your defense is, running an up tempo offense hurts your defense. Do you think we'll see more defensive players? Ideally, maybe not even this year. They might not have the depth for it, but mm-hmm. ideally, you might have just like on offense, you might see some offensive line pop in once in a while more than you right. normally would, just to let them catch their breath. Defensively, could you see? Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, you'll probably see you'll probably see that more on defense than than offense outside of outside of like the skill positions. You'll definitely see a good amount of rotation on defense for sure. Uh, this is Rutledge and Hamilton. We're going to throw some stones, including Melvin Gordon and Dare Agumwale throwing some stones at Chris Orr. What? Next. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, deep conversation that the world strong father and a Rutledge and Hamilton continues. Chris Orr and his trash talk of Jordan Love is up at ESPN Madison. You can rate it there. Now, to be fair, if you are going on there, we did ask Chris Orr to do the trash talk. And so he, being a good teammate, engaged in the trash talk. He is Chris Orr. I am Jim Rutledge. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Matt Hamilton out all week. Me and Chris the next two days. Hoping to be out of Badger uh, Media Days tomorrow. Yeah, possibly. If the equipment works, uh, we might be out there. You shaking your head no now? Not sounding likely, unfortunately. I just <laughs> right before the show, I was told we're out there as long as the equipment works. Oh, well, never mind. That's an update. I'm sorry. How do I know more than you on this? <laughs> Anyways, Alex Strofe behind the glass. Let's throw some stones. The guys think they have the answers to everything. I'm the best there is. People like me. So it's time to put them to the test. That's some booty, Jim. You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. This is Throwing Stones, presented by Metro Kia of Madison, Madison's trusted Kia dealership. All right, before we dive into the actual throwing stones topics, I, I want to play this, as Jim alluded to. Last weekend, we did a special State of the mm. Badgers on ESPN Wisconsin with Jim Rutledge and Brad mm. Nortman. You can find that in the Varsity Podcast feed, wherever you get your podcast. And Chris was invited to the show. You were busy or something, so you mm. couldn't make it. So Let me hear this. This is with Melvin <laughs> Gordon and, and, and Dari Gumawale, and here, we talked about a lot of things, including your comments on the uh, high school athletes in Wisconsin. Let me hear it. Chris, my boy, but yeah. he, he was doing that when we were in the locker room. He swear <laughs> Texas football is the only good football there is. Wisconsin got good football. Wisconsin got great football players. I mean, we obviously aren't as big as Texas and don't have as many. I think it's more so because we just don't have as many D1 schools like Texas does. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's not. it just doesn't seem like the same, but. Wisconsin got good. We got dogs. We got dogs. And uh, Chris, he, he just likes to. He's got a lot of pride in Texas, but we got a lot of pride in Wisconsin, too. So I can't even be mad at him for saying it, but he's wrong. <laughs> okay. I don't I don't know what was. I don't know. What was Was this from me saying. Uh, when I, when it I was, was talking hard, about, harder to recruit. Uh, Wisconsin? Was, yes. Now, if you remember, Melvin Gordon. I think quote tweeted that with some uh, with some eyes with some eyes yeah because he uh, rolled his eyes when I asked him about it he said Dari you take this he rolled his eyes go look at Melvin's highlight tape he's killing them <laughs> he's killing them you know how easy he made that look go look at Melvin's high school film he's running over everybody and running past everybody. 
Alec James. I just watched Alec James highlight tape the other day. Go watch his highlight tape. I'm just, I'm, what I'm saying is, go watch the highlights, and then I want you to go watch like Solomon Thomas's highlight tape. Who some that I played against Solomon Thomas. Go watch Miles Garrett's highlight tape. I played against him as well. You're not gonna see this giant discrepancy in like size and athleticism that you're gonna see. Like you're gonna be able to say, oh, now I see I see why he's the I see why he's ranked so high because it's like the people he's going against, like, they look just like him. You're not gonna see where if you watch Alec James's tape, my bad, Alec, I ain't trying to like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not yeah. and I'm not like crapping on Wisconsin football. But if you go watch Alex tape, he's first of all, he's bigger than everybody across the offensive line. And he's just running past them. He's just running straight past them and making every play. And like, I mean, bro, Darre live in Texas now. Darre, no, matter of fact, I'm gonna text Darre after this. I got called Darre. Nah, he in camp. Whenever he get out, whenever he get free again, I'm gonna talk to Darre. All right, you let us know how that goes. Yeah, I'll let you know how it goes. All right, let's dive in. I've got questions. Jim and Chris have answers. I'll score them throughout, and at the end, we'll crown a winner of Monday's edition of Throwing Stones. Fellas, Sean Payton, the head coach of the Denver Broncos, mm. made some comments over the weekend regarding now Jets offensive coordinator and former Packers offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett's job as the head coach in Denver, calling it one of the worst coaching performances he's ever seen in the history of the NFL. Mm. Jets quarterback Aaron Rodgers responds in defense of his offensive coordinator. Maybe. This is good stuff. Is he in a darkness retreat at the moment? Or? <laughs> yeah, I love Nathaniel Hackett, and those comments were very surprising. Um, to For a coach to do that to another coach, my love for Hackett goes deep. You know, we had uh, some great years together in Green Bay. Years together, kept in touch. Um, love him and his family. He's an incredible family man, incredible dad. And on the field, you know, he's arguably my favorite coach I've ever had in the NFL. Just his approach to it, how he makes it fun, uh, how he cares about the guys, uh, just how he goes about his business with respect, with leadership, with honesty, with integrity. And it made me feel bad that someone who's accomplished a lot in the league is that insecure that they have to take another man down to set themselves up for some sort of That's rich. easy fall if it doesn't go well for that team this year. Thought it was way out of line and appropriate, and I think he needs to keep uh, my coach's names out of his mouth. Mm. Aaron Rodgers spitting mm. fire over the weekend on NFL Plus. Your reaction to Aaron Rodgers, Jim? So first, do they play Denver this year? Yeah, Week Five. Okay, so putting fuel to the fire there for Denver for mm. uh, Russell Wilson and Sean Payton. But here's what, again, Aaron, just saying things without any facts to back it up. We did have Melvin Gordon on our air when he won the Super Bowl and said that things were so bad in Denver he wanted to quit football Mm. and that Kansas City rejuvenated his love of football. Mm. Those are words he said on our air. Nathaniel Hackett was a head football coach in Denver. Nobody thought it was good in Denver. Nathaniel Hackett might kiss Aaron Rodgers, but from here to the cows come home, they did not make him a good head coach. And by all accounts, Nathaniel Hackett was a horrendous head football coach. And if he was just bad at coaching football, he'd probably still have a job. Yeah, yeah, it was it was it was a bad job. Like nobody can deny that. I there's also just a level of mutual respect. I think in the coaching world, 
in the play, in the, as a player, as a coach, whatever. Yeah, Sean just in the football it, yeah. world. Yeah. yeah, he shouldn't have said that. Um, but I do think that I think Coach Payton more so instead of like trying to let himself down easy if they don't have success, I think it was more so to take some heat off of Russell Wilson. Yep. So I think he did it to back his quarterback. Even though he shouldn't have said it, he probably could have doctored up a better way. Well, I think he even said, and I actually buy this excuse. The Fox analyst, like he just kind of forgot for a second. You go from coach speak to yeah. then you're an analyst, and then you yeah. forget that I got to oh, put on yeah. my coach speak that's again true. a little bit too. What that's he true. said, I don't think is factually wrong. Right. So that's right. where Aaron is wrong because it's factually correct. Right. Sean just shouldn't have said it. Yeah. yeah. Sean's not trying yeah, to tear anyone down to save yeah, his butt. No. He shouldn't, he shouldn't have said it, but he's not wrong. Yeah. Well said. I agree with all of you. Um, <laughs> very interesting, but I thought, wow, Rodgers. I did not see that coming from him. Uh, more NFL drama in Indianapolis. A shout-out mm. to our intern, Chrissy Birdsall, who made my job easy by putting all of the Jonathan Taylor saga into a Twitter thread or an X thread, whatever we're calling it these days. Twitter. I'm not ever calling it X. I'm with you. It's like a Sears Tower situation, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Jonathan Taylor requested a trade from the Colts after meeting uh, with owner Jim Ursay on Saturday. Then Ursay says they won't trade him on Saturday. And then he says, quote, Ursay. If I die tonight and Jonathan Taylor's out of the league, no one's going to miss us, end quote. On Sunday, the Colts were contemplating placing him on the non-football injury list mm. uh, due to a back injury he suffered while he was away from the team. Mm. Last night at 9.21 p.m., Jonathan Taylor tweets, quote, one, never had back pain. Two, never reported back pain. Not sure whose sources are, but find new ones. Yeah. I mean, Chris... They just don't want to pay my boy, man. And you should because you haven't won a game if he hasn't rushed for 100 yards, which is wild. Two, you have the you have the capital duel. You have a quarterback. You have your future court your future of your franchise at quarterback on a rookie contract. Um, and three, that NFI stuff. That's just the dark side of the NFL that people don't know about. This is which is why I tell people like there should be no loyalty in sports. Like when people say, "Oh man, like why is he holding out this, this, and that?" Like. Yeah, you're playing a team sport. Football is the ultimate team sport, but at the professional level, you and yourself and your body is your job. That's your job, not necessarily the Colts organization is his job. Jonathan Taylor is his job, not the Colts. But that's just a dark side of the league. Like, you know, you saw it come to fruition even with uh, Baker Mayfield. He tore his labrum and plays through it because I guarantee you they're like, hey, man, play through it, man. We need you. We don't want whoever was his backup to be in there, whatever the case is. Plays through it, and then now he sucks, and you release him. So, like, that's that's just a dark side of the league. They just don't want to pay him. And I want to say he requested a trade uh, before it was publicly known. Yes. I want to say they said he requested a trade after meeting with Ballard, Chris Ballard, their GM, and then uh, then he met with Ursay, yep. and then that's when it went public. Former Badger. Chris Ballard. Yeah, former on, Badger Chris. football player. Damn, man. I think he was here with Lovey Smith uh, at the same time because Lovey here yeah, was, was yeah, here for a yeah. year too. So <sighs> come on, Chris. Taylor, you know Chris. You know Chris Ballard isn't doing this. I feel bad. <laughs> He's for not him. doing it. Ursay, I think Ballard made a mistake by leaving the Chiefs to go to the Colts in this situation. Ursay does seem to be mm. uh, kind of a problem. Yeah, and I don't know. Ballard's what, a good GM though. No, Ballard's but, a good but my GM. point is that Ballard is too good for the Colts. Yeah. Oh, correct. Yeah. yeah, and so now he has to deal with this. Hopefully he can smooth it out because clearly it went from like a quiet contract negotiation where Taylor maybe wanted to be traded if they were going to pay him what he's worth to Ursay, God knows what he said in there, mm. to then Taylor comes out and says publicly, I want to be traded. Mm. Now, for Taylor's uh, future, I hope he is traded. I, I do hope that he can end up on a team and get paid. 
I do think he's a versatile back who deserves to get paid. And for the most of his entire football playing career, he's been a healthy running back. So I know last year he missed some time, but in yeah. general, he's been a healthy guy. And you're right. Football, I will say this over and over again. You should always be rooting for the, your pl- favorite players on your mm-hmm. favorite team, not for the team to yeah. do well. Yes, They're making money hand over fist. Yes, And whatever they're paying the players, the, the owners are making yes. 10 times that. Yes, people need to understand that the money that the players get, even with all these blockbuster uh, deals, you need to understand that that's, uh, I want to say, 48% of yeah. the money. Yeah. It split up between every player, like every player, and then fifty-two percent split up amongst yes, the owners. It split up, man. Well, and then the other part of it here, I think, is just when you're watching football. Mm-hmm. Remember, you should be relating to the players, yes. not the coaches and the owners. The coaches and the owners are your bosses and your business That's owners. What I'm you are the players in oh. this situation. You should be pro players in this, or you're not pro yourself. Yeah. Well said. Last one for you, fellas. Elijah Dotson is a uh, high school student from Detroit who ha- holds 12 D1 offers. Ooh. Over the weekend, he posted a picture from the University of Michigan with the caption, Big House Eats, on the plate. Four chicken oh, tenders, so a scoop of mac and cheese, some tater tots, a hot dog, a chocolate chip cookie, and a glass of lemonade. <laughs> Fair or foul that this is the meal you're serving on an official visit, Jimmy? It's, it's foul. What? Yeah, I mean, you're trying like my dream meal. No. You're trying to wow a guy, and this is what you serve? No, 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 no. Trust me, trust me. If you think that's the only meal he's eating, no, I agree. But I mean, he's like, eating. but that's the one. I'm sure Michigan's like, dude, can you post something nice? Yeah, they they probably wish. <laughs> hey, you should post this steak dinner that yeah, we took yeah, you to exactly. last night. That's what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah, that yeah. is like that looks like it doesn't even like. Hi, it looked like cafeteria. Like, yeah, it was rough. At like, it's it's probably the food that they're that at, the team at my is daughter's eating. middle school, sort of. <laughs> you know what I mean? It wasn't even, like if it was like I'm trying to think of raising Kane's chicken finger and like it like, got better presentation at least. Like that was my point. I understand that's what what he wants to eat. Yeah, but I'm sure the strength and conditioning coach is like, bro, a vegetable. <laughs> like, a vegetable, just one. Hey, tater tots don't count. <laughs> No. Can we not have everything greasy? <laughs> you know, I mean, I know they're young. And you can, off, I mean, yeah. I saw DJ Moore talk about how he just drank Mountain Dew and ate uh, uh, Flamin' Hot Cheetos in the offseason, and he just turns it on every – but yeah. you're not DJ Moore. Some probably. people some people are blessed. Right, right. <laughs> Maybe that guy is one of the blessed ones, Maybe. but I don't know. What they should do, what they should have done is taken a picture of, like, gone out to Ruth Chris Steakhouse in Middleton and taken a picture <laughs> of one of those steaks out there. Uh, whether it's for a happy hour, whether it's for a business event, uh, you want to impress your significant other, uh, Ruth Chris Steakhouse is the place to be. Chris, next time you want to uh, impress your wife, I'll tell you you're coming, and he will make sure that you guys have a special experience Ooh. over there right, no. at Ruth Chris Steakhouse. He did it for me. He did it for Tom Olson. And he t- you go out there, he will make sure that... I'm going to text you. Now, I'm going to say, stay. Out. don't do it when you're in the doghouse. Be in front of it. <laughs> but, and, I mean, there's people all around us. Anniversaries, yeah. just a special night. Mm-hmm. Like They'll they'll do it up for oh, you yeah. over at Ruth Chris Steakhouse in Middleton. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Is X just an elaborate ruse to mess with us? 
X, formerly known as Twitter. It is. I don't even know what we're supposed to call on you, but he's Chris Orr. I'm Jim Rutledge. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Alex Strofe behind the glass. I mean, but seriously, it's almost like a, a threshold of what we'll put up with because, yeah. like, Threads isn't it yet, but, like, let's be honest, like, Twitter wasn't Twitter for a while. True. It took time. It, it has to be fixed. And Elon had nothing to do. Elon's just dismantled everything that was good about Twitter. But uh, right now... This X thing, and if you didn't know, the most recent news is that he had to take the X off the top of his former Twitter headquarters in New York. They had to take it down. I saw that. That had to be illegal. Yeah, obviously. It was so bright. <laughs> well, I don't think it... Well, one, bright, but I, I think I read that he didn't have any permits. He didn't have oh, like wow. he just did any it. contractors build it. Like He just had people that worked there. Like He's lucky that thing just fall off and people die. Like, yeah. If there was a storm, that thing was coming off, without a doubt. And... But seriously, is this just some sort of like Andy Kaufman ruse that it we're just is. like, how much crap will we put up with? And then we'll is. just be told like, hey, you know what? You guys need to stay offline a little bit because yeah. this app gets worse every day. And yet it's still the the easiest to access things, but it's slower than it's ever been. It's got more bots than it's ever been. It's got a horrible name. Uh, but yet for our job, you know, like honestly, that's what I use it for mostly. Like it's just the most convenient, but it is getting Pretty brutal. Yeah, he messed it up. He messed it up when he tried to make people pay for their checks, pay to like. Uh, don't you have to pay to get more characters to type out? I think it's all like that? in the thing. Yeah, that's that's just ridiculous. He's well, supposed to be the richest guy in the world. One of them. Well, yeah, he what over he overpaid for it. He paid too much for <laughs> it. Now, to make his money back. but here's the thing. <laughs> and no, I don't think in the history of mankind has it ever worked of take, giving people used to have something for free, mm-hmm. and now you charge them for yep. it. Yeah, you're just gonna leave, right? You just go find something else, yeah. or you're just not gonna pay for it. Yeah, like, only like only nerds are paying for this yes. Th- yes. this thing right now. Yeah, I, I mean seriously, uh, Alex, are you? Do you know anyone in your life that pays for Twitter X? Do I know anyone in my or whatever life? it's called? Probably, Blue? but I mean, I I just don't care. Only thing I can see that makes any type of sense is like a like a company Twitter account. Yes. But, like, I feel like those should be grandfathered in. He needs those eight bucks. (laughs) He does. (laughs) He really does. Because the advertising, I mean, it's all, like, spam advertising, too, for, like, weird Apple apps is basically um, the other part of it, too. So, I don't know. It has been a very annoying time, and I had to bring it up because it's driving me absolutely insane how brutal that app has turned into. Mm. Alex, I feel like this is not affecting you or... No, the, the whole X thing is, um, and then there's now like new issues with the app where if you're scrolling, the bottom will go away yep. so you mm-hmm. can't see your notifications or click the home screen. So mm-hmm. that's been bugging me. Mm-hmm. Um, when I woke up, it looked like there was a, uh, uh, what, what would a I say? pornographic? Thank you. Yes. App on my phone. Because I have, I have it on my bottom line, right? It's like my bottom line is, oh, it's a bird again. It was an X yesterday. <laughs> Now <laughs> I'm confused because I have that, then Safari, then then messages. The X was actually your pornographic site. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> uh, I mean, it looks like it could be like an adult hookup app too. Yeah, like, sure. it's weird. In sure. no world, why is it a bird again? I'm confused. In no world, <laughs> if your significant other is not in the know, that if they saw that, it'd be like, "Well, open that up." Like, yeah. You know, like they're gonna yeah, be like, for sure. Now, now it, when I close it, it goes back to an X. Mine was doing that yesterday. Yeah, mine was doing that yesterday. What the hell? It is trash. They should just change the logo to whatever this yeah. is. To, it's just to a trash can. Like, it's just, <laughs> it is a dumpster fire. It is absolute trash. 
but it's all we got and we're all addicted to it and we're just stuck with it <laughs> that's why i'm hoping it's some Take sort of social experiment that like he is yeah. purposely being as bad as possible do you guys know who andy kaufman is yes i don't think so conan o'brien guy right no they're like right he's, he's his right hand man no who's that you're better off saying i don't know <sighs> <laughs> Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. We throw that as a secondary. Did I just make a reference? Did I make a Tauscher reference? From now on, we make references to things that are old. We're just calling it the Tauscher. Uh, did I make a Tauscher reference of by referencing Andy Kaufman? So our secondary Iron Jack Bowl question. Just put it on our Rutledge he and Hamilton. Died in nineteen eighty four. They made a movie about him with Jim Carrey in the two thousands. Oh, he looks weird. Man on the Moon or Man in the Moon? Man in the Moon? I can't remember. Oh, he was the wrestler. Andy Kaufman. He just got inducted into the Hall of WWE. But he also, like, it was all a bit. Like, he did this whole weird character that it was, remember Joaquin Phoenix tried to do something like it not that long ago, too, where he did this weird character? Uh, But Kaufman invented this whole character and acted as this weirdo who, which is not his personality, (laughs) as his whole, but it was all a bit, all like a social experiment. Like, he was a comedian and, like, wasn't working for him, so he did this whole thing. And Jim Carrey did a whole, there was a whole movie about Andy mm. Kaufman about what an interesting experiment. But we're just going to throw it out there. Our second Iron Jack Bowl question we can put at Rutledge and Hamilton. You can chime in eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. If you chime in just offhand, when I said Andy Kaufman, did you know who I was talking about? Uh, what well, Jim Carrey is he? A, you a fan of Jim? I'm Carrey? not Jim. Yeah, I like Jim Carrey. Yeah, I, I think I, like I think Jim he knocks it out of the park again. Yeah, Jim Carrey's not underrated Carrey. like Michael Keaton, but yeah. Jim Carrey I feel like is circled back to like being a really good actor. Sure. He was kind of like a goofball, Chris yeah. Farley type. And now he, I, I think, just does a really good job uh, with, uh, you know, doing these more in-depth things. Uh, Daryl Deerfield chimes Damn. in. And Harrison Ford is eighty years old. Is that right? I know he's old, but eighty. Uh, do you, I, Do you think they'll ever bring back those like uh, early two thousands Adam Sandler movies? You think they could survive today's time? I mean, there. I don't think you can remake them. No. But like, could you come up with something like it? They don't make those movies they anymore, though. They don't make those. I miss those movies And I so do miss bad. those movies. And they weren't even good, but they were just stupid. <laughs> They're so funny. And I don't even think it's like a, everyone just jumps to, like, oh, it's too politically incorrect. Well, no, people were politically correct back when Billy Madison came out and all those. Yeah. It's just, I don't know if the money is in it to make a stupid movie. Yeah. Like, to me, it's always yeah. the money that's jamming it up. Yeah. That, I mean, what was the last, like, stupid movie that did well? This is the end? Is that the last one? Did you that see might the, be the last one. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen that. Alex is just not a part of the show today. What year did This Is The End come out? Like 2014? Uh, no, earlier than I feel like it came out after 2012. After the movie. Hey, like producer, while you're on your phone there, can you maybe fire up one? <laughs> I'm looking up free agent inside linebackers right now if you're curious what I'm doing. Yeah. Why can't you be a part of the show? I am a part yeah. of the show. I'm trying to figure out wh- where go. Chris is going to land. Hopefully the Chicago Bears. Keep they could they 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 use some special teams linebacker help there. Hey, man, I can, I can I'll, come, I'll come bust some heads anywhere, man. What am I looking up? This is the end? Yes. <laughs> this is I'm going to say 2010 for you. 2013. 2013. 2013. Told you it was after 2012, after that movie. So that, that might was a be, horrible movie. That was a horrible movie. That was a really bad movie. What movie? 2012. 2012. I don't even know what the that end is. The end of the world one. Remember? December remember 21st, 2012, the world was supposed to end yeah. according to that calendar. No, I like the minds, the minds said that this was going to be yeah, the end. It was supposed world. to end it with, with uh, the Y2K, too. <laughs> uh, weird, weird enough, though, Chris, 2012 came out in 2009. I'm not oh, even messing true. with you. No, that's true. <laughs> Cusack, Woody Harrelson, Amanda Peet. I mean... Uh, that's a good crew there. That's, I don't know if I know that one. wasn't a good movie. And uh, 608 chimes in, and Daryl Deerfield chimes in. Andy Kaufman, and I knew this, but I wasn't going to reference the show Taxi. 
which is a really old show. I've heard of that. Well, you know, you know who was one of the stars of Taxi, which Ooh. is mind blowing because I don't know how old this guy is, but he's been around forever. Is Danny DeVito? Oh wow, he was one, and he looked the same. For like real? Christopher Lloyd was in Taxi as well. Oh, I don't know who but it is. DeLorean, Back to the Future. Okay, yes, yes. I was about to say, the, I'm I'm bad at actors and actresses' names. Yep. I know them by like their characters. He's Doc in Back to the Future. Okay. Okay. Always looks old. Wilfred Brimley always looks old. Yeah, like uh, Morgan Freeman. Yeah, always old. <laughs> it is jarring to see Morgan Freeman <laughs> young. He was in a movie. He was a principal. I forget uh, what it was. Oh, uh, I know what you're talking about. 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 Uh, for you, side. Dang. Let's go out to Jerry in a prayer while uh, Chris tries to think of the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, Jim. No, so you're right. So, yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm totally tracking what you're saying. Andy Kaufman would pick, play a character just to see who would buy into it. Mm-hmm. Like, that was the shtick. Thank you, yes. So, um, but that, that was the whole idea. It's like, who was actually going to buy into this? And the joke was that people would buy into it as it's an actual real thing. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, and so, like, I, I only know of him uh, through the Jim Carrey movie, which came out in 1999, Man on the Moon, which mm. starred Jim Carrey, Danny DeVito. Oh, thank you. Paul Giamatti, Courtney Love, uh, along with others. Lean on me. Lean on me. Lean I had to watch that in school. Lean on me. Can't believe they let me watch that in school, but only Chris knows why. This is Rutledge <laughs> and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. I am Jim Rutledge alongside former Badger Chris Orr. Mm-hmm. Right. I forgot to call people punk this year, too, by the way. Oh, yeah. I you forgot. forgot? Yeah, I forgot. You forgot to call Jordan Love punk as well. <laughs> That's what I said. Right now, uh, 67% of people didn't know who Andy Kaufman was without looking it up. And we do have people on the talking text line chiming in. Look, I'll tell you what. Well, King Troll House of D chimes in. He knew the movie Lean on Me. Oh, we there we go. reminiscing about how good that movie was. Let us down a weird rabbit hole, which ended up with the movie Last Dragon. Yeah. Show no. <laughs> Again, a reference that Alex Stroff won't get, but I feel like a couple of our listeners would get. Tony Danza was also on Taxi on that show, so oh, wow. that show was star-studded. Uh, you know, How many just, seasons? What's, uh, how many seasons was Taxi on? That's a good question. And uh, we are also talking a little bit of... Um, Packer football. Jerry Alexander spoke today. I want to get to that cut in a minute if we can. That is te- all right. Let's get to let's get to that cut. While I look up how long Taxi Driver the show was on. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, you know, Joe Barry can go out and, and you know call whatever call he wants to, but at the end of the day, we got to execute that call. And I think we were making a lot of excuses for why we wasn't, you know, especially early on in the year. At this point, like. We are good enough on the, in the defense to like execute the call, you know. So it's not, I don't think at this point it's about the call; it's about how we execute it, you know. So I think that's the biggest thing that that we've come together as a defense. On. But but call or no call, approach is important, right? Like playing off the of guys, but it, that's not what yeah. you guys want to do. Yeah, no, it doesn't always work. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, G Money uh, is a uh, 
he's just been, you know, helping me with my alignment, you know, because sometimes I have a tendency to play a little farther off, you know, than normal, and that's just because how I play. So he's just been trying to tighten my leverage down some and uh, just try to play it from there. Hmm. So that I thought was very interesting from Jerry Alexander. You can hear Jason Wildy, our buddy, on there as well. But Chris, uh, the audio was a little muddled, but basically he was saying we got to actually do what the yeah. D coordinator calls, which mixed bag because why weren't you doing it before? Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, ex- defense is all about execution because there's a hole in every defense. There is no, there's no perfect call you know, defensively, but at the same time, I bet uh, I bet what he's referencing to is probably some guys maybe doing their own thing, not. And when you hear that, you know, sometimes people think it's like uh, playing with like selfish intent, but sometimes it could be like, oh no, like I see this play coming, like I can go make this play, understanding my job in the defense. Yes, I know maybe I'm supposed to be playing uh, tighter or higher or whatever the case is, but I'm gonna jump this route or whatever, and then it ends up hurting you. So I think that kind of that could have been some of the stuff he was alluding to, but. Yeah, I mean that's a that's something that you want to hear from your defensive leader. To be honest, if you're a Packers fan, like that should that's that's a positive that you want to hear. That there's no excuse. We just need to execute whatever he calls. Like instead of putting all the blame on our DC, let's just execute whatever we he calls out there. We got to say that this play is going to work, and it is. Well, you need to have faith in your D coordinator. Yes, and I think that was lacking early on last season. Yeah, because Jair Alexander is a guy singing a whole different tune than he was around like week four of last season, mm. where he was saying, you know, I wanted to shadow whoever Stephon Diggs yeah. or Justin Jefferson, you know, the very good receivers that the Packers are playing, should probably have one of the best cornerbacks in the league on them, right? For an entire maybe the entirety of the game or a lot of the game. Whereas right. that was not the case early on in the season. Mm. So now for him to sound like he has full faith in Joe Barry is an interesting change of tune to me. Yeah, is it, he has, it sounds like he's one back over the locker room, which is good. I mean, that's why you keep him around. But as a fan, I don't know how high my faith is in a guy like Joe Barry. So why? Because he hasn't given me anything to believe in. Players, I mean, it's a player's game, though. I feel like it's a player's game. It's not always on the like I said before, like. Some calls that you make, you make it and say, like, okay, this is really good against the run. This is okay against the pass. Or this is good against the pass. This is okay against the run. Or this is going to be really great against the run. This is going to be hard in the pass game. So, like, there's nothing that's going to – there's no call you can make that's just perfect. Yeah, you can make stuff at the right time or whatever the case is, and you get better with that as you call more games. But at the end of the day, like like Jair Alexander saying, like, we got to go execute. you got to go make this play work. You can run – like, uh, if you look at Eberflus, like, when he was with the Colts, they ran cover two in the middle of the field, and that's not something ideal, but they make it work. Got to execute. I agree on that. I wonder what changed that they believe in Joe Barry. Also, as we go to break here, or as we wrap up the show, uh, RIP to Paul Rubens, anyway, a.k.a. Pee Wee Herman. Oh. He passed away right before the show started. This is Roger oh. Hamilton, presented by Coors Light.